0: Hey everybody, this is Kevin Bass from thedietwars.com and in this video I want to talk about a heart disease vaccine, a drug that one would be injected with once or twice a year that would prevent anywhere between 50 and 80 percent of all heart attacks, strokes, and other major cardiovascular events, including death from cardiovascular disease. Now, in America, we have a rate of death and mortality of about 650,000 to 700,000 people per year. That is to say, between 650,000 and 700,000 people die of cardiovascular disease per year. Countless others, in addition, are crippled, disabled, uh, both mentally and physically, by cardiovascular events each and every year, on the order of millions of people each year. This heart disease vaccine, called inclicerine, could reduce the rate of all of that between 50 and 80% if deployed on a widespread universal basis similar to how one would receive a flu vaccine and in fact one could receive this heart disease vaccine at the same time as that flu vaccine this would save the lives of anywhere between 300 and 500,000 people each and every year from cardiovascular disease and prevent the disabling of countless others and the loss of quality of life in all those others in whom cardiovascular disease cripples them. This drug, as I've mentioned, is called inclicerine. It results in a reduction in LDL cholesterol of more than 50%. In people who have LDL cholesterol between 100 and 110 on average, it brought their LDL cholesterol down to below 50 milligrams per deciliter, a massive reduction in LDL cholesterol by just giving them this drug at the beginning of the study, at 90 days, and then at every six months thereafter. With this dosing regimen, they maintained a very low level of LDL cholesterol, consistently low at around 50 milligrams per deciliter or a little bit lower for, again, a greater than 50 milligrams per deciliter reduction in LDL cholesterol. That's important because of this study called Compounding Benefits of Cholesterol Lowering Therapy for the Reduction of Major Cardiovascular Events a systematic review and meta-analysis. This study was published in April of this year and it looked at a combination of genetic studies and of randomized controlled trials reducing LDL cholesterol and showed a dose response relationship between the degree of cholesterol lowering as well as the length of time at which the cholesterol is lowered and the reduction of cardiovascular disease events, say heart attacks, strokes, etc. You can see that very cleanly in this figure here. If you take a one millimolar per liter reduction in LDL cholesterol, which is amounts to about a 40 milligram per deciliter reduction in cholesterol, over 40 years, you get more than a 50 percent reduction in heart disease risk, cardiovascular disease risk. That 50% reduction? Well, you're going to get even greater than that from enclycerin, because as we remember, you get a 50 milligram per deciliter reduction in LDL cholesterol, not a 40 milligram per deciliter reduction, as this study looks at. So in fact, for enclycerin, you'd be closer to perhaps 60% reduction in relative risk of cardiovascular disease from the use of enclycerin reducing LDL cholesterol for more than, or for as much as and more than 40 years. In fact, beyond 40 years, you'd get an even greater reduction in risk. So the idea would be that everybody starting at a relatively young age, around perhaps 25, 2025, when one's full growth is completed, I would say 30 maximum, one would begin having one's LDL cholesterol reduced through a once-yearly or twice-yearly injection of this drug, which would allow the reduction of LDL cholesterol and the dramatic reduction in risk. Now, this inclicerine only reduced LDL cholesterol by about 50 milligrams per deciliter, but to that you could add ezetimibe, which would add another perhaps 20 milligrams per deciliter, giving you a 70 milligram per deciliter reduction, which would result in a between 70 and 80% reduction in relative risk of cardiovascular disease, according to all known data, over the course of 40 or more years. This 70 to 80% reduction in cardiovascular disease risk would then translate into Uh, taking that 650,000 to 700,000 people who die per year, down from that number all the way to say, uh, 200 to 400,000 people at most. Closer perhaps to 200 to 300,000 people. Saving the lives of 500 or maybe 600,000 people each and every year. Sorry, 400, (laughs) 400 or 500,000 people every year. This would be a massive reduction in risk and in death and in disability. And this could be achieved and I believe someday will be achieved through these LDL reducing drugs. Now, this estimate of this great reduction in LDL cholesterol is consistent with everything we know from the, from the genetic studies following people for 52 years a median follow-up of 52 years. A one-millimolar reduction in LDL cholesterol, according to this particular paper, called Low-Density Lipoproteins Cause Atherosclerotic Cardiovascular Disease, Evidence from Genetic Epidemiologic and Clinical Studies, Consensus from the European Atherosclerosis Society Consensus Panel, published in 2017, came to the same exact conclusion, showing a log-linear Dose-response relationship between reduction in LDL cholesterol by genetic variants and the reduction in in coronary heart disease. So, as you can see, if one millimolar at 52 years results in maybe a 53% reduction in risk, which is very similar to that estimate we got in the previous paper, and if you go higher in your but your variants, your genetic variants reduce your LDL cholesterol because some people have these variants that cause their LDL cholesterol to be lower, sometimes very dramatically. If you have even greater variants that cause this, you get a greater reduction all the way up to nearly 80% corresponding to about a 2.0 or 2 millimolar reduction in LDL cholesterol equivalent to a 80 milligram per deciliter reduction in LDL Cholesterol. All right. That said, the reason this is so important is because most people are at high risk, high lifetime risk, for cardiovascular disease. That is to say, or rather, to repeat, most people are at high risk for cardiovascular disease. If you look at this paper called "Prediction of Lifetime Risk for Cardiovascular Disease by Risk Factor Burden" at 50 years of age. we see very clearly that men at 50 years old have a 52% chance of having a major cardiovascular event before the age of 95. It's a 52% chance and a 39% chance for women. And that's at age 50. That's people who are free of coronary heart disease or coronary Cardiovascular disease, that's not including everybody who already has cardiovascular disease, which means that lifetime risk starting from birth is even higher than 51% or 52% in men and higher than 39%. In other words, about half of all people will have a major cardiovascular event in their lives. Half of all people, maybe even slightly higher. And in fact, that is increasing now with the obesity epidemic. And that's very troubling. As we can see here, if you have all optimal risk factors, which not even I have all optimal risk factors because they have the genetically high blood pressure, uh, if you have all optimal risk factors, you have about a 5% chance by the age of 95 of having a cardiovascular disease event. However... If you have just one suboptimal risk factor, that is to say maybe just a, a blood pressure between, you know, above a systolic of 120 or above a diastolic of 80, that jumps all the way to 36%. And then if you have several, you're all the way up to a 70% increased risk of cardiovascular disease by the age of 95. It's incredibly common. In fact, everybody or nearly everybody is at a high risk risk. Of cardiovascular disease. Indeed, only about 3.2% of 50-year-olds, 3.2% of 50-year-olds have all optimal risk factors, leaving 96.8% of 50-year-olds at elevated risk at or above 36% risk of having cardiovascular event by the time they're 95 at the age of 50. And again, this excludes all people who have already had cardiovascular events before the age of 50, which is a substantial number of the population, meaning the rate of cardiovascular events for men is extremely high. The risk, the lifetime risk for the vast majority of, rent, of men is extremely high. Therefore, the vast majority of men, about 96.8%, should be considering Lipid lowering or uh, cardiovascular disease risk factor modifying treatments such as in and other LDL lowering therapies that can help reduce this risk of up to 36 or actually up to 70% between 36 and 70% for the vast majority of men to reduce that high risk. The same even goes for women, even just having one non-optimal risk factor increases their risk of up to 27%. So even women are at a high lifetime risk of cardiovascular disease. In fact, virtually every single person in America, 97 plus percent of all Americans are at a high risk, high lifetime risk for cardiovascular disease and would therefore benefit from lipid modifying treatments. Okay. <clears throat> now, the good thing is about inclisiran in particular, which is a revolution and will be a revolution in the way that we manage cardiovascular disease and treat people for public health, is that the rate of adverse events is extremely low. It's non-detectable for most things. It's much more tolerated than statins. And as people know from my other videos, statins are very well tolerated. The side effects have been dramatically overstated, mostly by zealots. (laughs) They've been dramatically overstated compared to what they actually are. Now, of course, these trials that are listed here in this paper, you know, there's only uh, maybe more about 3000 people participating. So it's not, you know, it's not a million people. So rare events haven't yet popped out. But since cardiovascular disease is so common and disabling and, of course, fatal, uh, if there are severe rare events, they will certainly be more than counterbalanced by the reduction in risk from cardiovascular disease. So even if there are these rare events, they will be justified by the massive number of people's lives who are saved from these treatments. Of course, finding out who will respond unfavorably, if anybody, if that ever turns out to be the case, that we do find people who respond unfavorably will be of paramount importance to protect those people. But on average, given what we know right now, it seems overwhelmingly likely, in fact, uh in fact a a a grand slam at this point that the benefit to inclistrin treatment over the course of a lifetime will far exceed the risk in i believe the vast majority of people who would receive this treatment now to cap off this video i want to explain the mechanism of action the mechanism of action of inclistrin it's essentially a uh, uh, an sirna it's a short i think it's called a short or small interfering it's a synthetic small interfering rna it binds to what's called uh it's it binds to what's called the risk complex it's an rna induced silencing complex this then binds to pcsk9 mrna which is the messenger the 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 written messenger that's going to be translated into protein in the cell which eventually gets translated into the actual pcsk9 protein This then destroys the mRNA and causes it not to be translated into the protein. This protein eventually, if it was translated, will bind to LDL receptors and take them out. It will destroy these LDL receptors. And by not destroying the LDL receptors, the LDL receptors can take up LDL cholesterol into the cell more, thereby reducing the LDL cholesterol in the blood. So, you destroy the thing that destroys the LDL cholesterol receptors because the LDL cholesterol receptors take up LDL cholesterol. You are reducing LDL cholesterol because you are enhancing the ability of LDL receptors to take up cholesterol. And that's how this particular drug works. It's not a vaccine in the immunological sense in not the conventional sense, but it's useful to think of as a vaccine uh, for for lay purposes and for lay audiences, although it doesn't work through the same mechanisms. It's essentially the same thing. It's a prophylactic. It prevents disease. It reduces the risk of disease by uh, enhancing the ability of the body to deal with um things that might cause cardiovascular disease. So because you're reducing the LDL cholesterol in the blood, you're enhancing the body's ability to cope with stressors that may otherwise tank, so to speak, the uh, vasculature, the arterial vasculature that would eventually end up producing cardiovascular disease. You avoid this by getting rid of the LDL cholesterol, thereby... Reducing the risk of cardiovascular disease, cardiovascular events, heart attack, stroke, etc., saving countless lives. If you liked this video, which I hope you did, check me out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Kevin and Bass K-V I N N B A S S. If you find this information useful to the degree that you would like to help, donate. Check me out on Patreon at the same K E V I N N B A S S. You can also donate at www. TheDietWars.com forward slash support dash me for a direct donation or go on Twitter where you can donate directly over there. If you're having any trouble donating and you want some other means of doing so, that's different than the ones I've just now provided. Please send me a direct message and I can hook you up with my Venmo. Um, Yeah, also go to my podcast at the Kevin Bass Show on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and on Spotify. Make sure to rate my show on Spotify. Rate it also on Apple Podcasts and write a review as well. That would be much appreciated. Make sure to comment if you are on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, go to YouTube and comment. Go to YouTube and subscribe. And also click notifications and turn on notifications for this channel. So each time I release a video, you are one of the first ones to receive it. That would be much appreciated. And I think it would greatly benefit you and anybody who decided to do that. (laughs) Um, What else? Yes, if you have nice things to say, please let me know. It's much appreciated whenever you comment and uh, appreciate my videos. I appreciate your appreciation and your comments will be much appreciated as well. If you have any questions, let me know. If you want to sign up for Patreon so that you can ask more questions and get more attention, direct one-on-one attention from me, that would be great. You could sign up for the tier one for the $100 per month, the uh, top thing, and then we can talk on the phone for a once a month, and I can help you out with uh, some of the science related to some of the things I ended up talking about. But if you bug me a lot in general, without necessarily signing up for my Patreon, uh, I, I will often make a video on the issues that people bug me about over time it takes months sometimes to do it, but I'll end up doing it. That said, if you do gain like a lot of benefit from this, please do donate at least, you know, $5 a month. That'd be fantastic and much appreciated. You can also send gifts as many people have done. And that is also extraordinarily appreciated. Yeah. So, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this video. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and I'll, See you around for the next one. Peace.